0: Hello, Monetization Nation. I'm Nathan Gwilliam, your host. Welcome back to another episode with Chris Mercer. In the last episode, we discussed three ways we can use measurement marketing in our business processes. Today, we'll go over the measurement marketing framework and discuss ways we can listen to our customers. In today's episode, we'll cover the following key takeaways. Number one, measuring our data can feel overwhelming, but if we take one thing at a time and just get good enough to get going, we will be on a path to success. Number two, the measurement marketing framework is plan, build, act. Number three, measurement is not a project. It's a process. And number four, by listening to our data and numbers, we gain insights about our customers behaviors that tell us how we can improve our website and brand. Can you share with us any other examples of companies that have done a really good job of of listening to their customers through this measurement, this analytics, and and change they've been able to make and growth they've been able to drive with that change. I'll
1: give you two very quickly. One is us uh, and one is for a client that we had worked with uh, when we were doing some conversion rate optimization. Um, This is how we got started years ago. We were doing what they call CRO, conversion rate optimization. Then we got really good at the measurement stuff. So we really just focused on that. Um, But with ours, we have our dashboards. We have a certain expectation. So I'm going to use round numbers. But generally speaking, 10% of the people who see the offer page will go to the cart, 40% 40% of them will complete the cart for the purchase and buy the academy. We know this is how it works. It's worked like this for years. It's sort of a, a, a pattern we know to expect, uh, regardless of whatever the page looks like or anything. It's, that's just what the pattern is. So we know that's going to be there. One day we come in and there were some changes made to the page. By the next day we look at the reports. It's like 30% of the people go into the cart, which sounds initially good. People are like, oh, it's good. You have a good conversion rate, but it's too high. A conversion rate can be too high. So that was indicative of people going to the cart. Now that would have been great if forty percent of those were purchasing, but they weren't. It was like twenty percent of those were purchasing. So now we know what's cause what, What's the story that that's we're we're seeing in the behaviors, right? Remember, I'm looking at the numbers, but I'm in my head. I'm visualizing a bunch of people going to the cart with no intention of buying, but they went to the cart. So what had happened was when they were going, they went too fast and they were flipping out price and table whatever. They forgot to put the price on the page. So they were going to the cart to get the price and they were going back to the page to go make sure it's worth it. Just like we all do, we scroll to the bottom of the price and come back up and see if it's worth it. They had to do that to the cart. So, but we instantly saw the conversation go wonky and we went, oh, that's not right. Let's go find out. Now this is, we didn't sit there and say, well, is it the headline? Is it the offer? Is it the copy? Do we have to, maybe the cart needs to be adjusted. We knew exactly where the conversation was broken because it was that part. Those two numbers were telling us people are going to the cart without the intention of buying. So we go to the sales page. What are you telling people or not telling people that would cause them to want to go to the cart with no intention of buying? Oh, you withheld the price. Okay, well, let's have a conversation about that. So I bring the virtual salesperson over, I adjust it. So it now tells people the price, which is just a mistake. It wasn't anything we did on purpose. Um, and then we brought it back and instantly everything comes back in the line. So that was a way of, of seeing numbers to improve our own results. Uh, we had a client we were doing that CRO for, where we saw there was a, it was like a free plus shipping style funnel they had. And we were measuring through, okay, it's like claim my offer. so They go to claim the offer, name and email. Nope, not a big deal. We get the same percentage we're looking for there. So name and email. That's an easy one. Then it was shipping information. Where are we going to ship it? So now we're getting into more personal information that I'm giving up. It's a little harder to get that, but we were getting it, right? The form was getting shipping information. Then the next step was cool. Payment information. Let's go and pay for it. And it was a drop off. It was an unforeseen, unexpected drop-off. Did not work as it was expected. Didn't hit the numbers we forecasted it was supposed to hit based upon how this model should work? So we look at it. We say, okay, what is the story here where somebody's coming in? They're giving us the name and email. And I would understand it if it was name and email because everybody gives name and email. But to give me your address and then not to follow through is weird. So what we realized was in the, in the, it goes back to this expectation engine concept, there was a disconnect between the shipping and they weren't ready for payment. It was coming in, it was like the payment was just too hot. It was like a cold thing and they hadn't expected it. And I don't remember the exact phrasing of it, but it was definitely, there was a disconnect. We go, okay, I can understand how somebody's going, wait, payment. Now let me go see if I want to buy it. Like you shouldn't be thinking that at this point. So what we did is we we actually added a bit of friction, which was counterintuitive, but worked really well for both mobile and desktop for those wondering. And so what we did is we just had a little wheel that was up like a little, little processing wheels that would come up, right? It did not do anything. It just said processing, right? Um, but what it did is when we had name and email, then it went to the shipping information. And then that processing wheel popped up with a single message. Again, think expectation because we have to set the expectation is, okay, we're reserving your trial. Hang on a second. We're reserving your trial process, couple seconds, then it would flip to the actual payment. Okay. Your trial is officially reserved. Your product's officially reserved. How would you like to pay for it now? That brought everything back because what we were trying to do is mimic as if you would come to an offline store. I use offline stores a lot and think about how would this work in the real world and then how can I mimic it in the digital world? But if you came to my store and you're interested in a product and I was able to get it off the shelf and in your hands, I'm more likely to sell that product now because it's in your hands. I wanted to mimic that behavior. And so that's that mindset of, okay, well, now you've started a process that you now need to complete because you've reserved the trial. I just reserved it for you. Here it is. How would you like to pay for it now? Not do you want to pay for it? Let's think about it. It's you obviously already thought about it because why would you give us your address? Which if you think about it is true. Why would you ever give somebody your address, your shipping address, if you were not at all interested in getting the product shipped to you? You know. And so that little change tweaked the expectation and made sure that it was transformed and created properly and then matched. We just changed the other step to match that expectation and everything came back in line. Again, we only saw that because the numbers told us that. The, the, client, the customers told us that that was going on. And we were able to see that little piece and say, okay, let's just have a conversation and adjust the conversation here to see if that conversation goes in the direction we did, which in that case it did.
0: So this all seems to be kind of a no-brainer, right? This all this seems to be something that we, we all know we need to do. We all know is going to make a difference, but a lot of us don't do it. What are some of the biggest obstacles that prevent us from learning how to effectively use measurement marketing? What are what are some of the the hurdles we need to overcome? It's a good
1: question. So just to say this up front, it is overwhelming. It is frustrating. I get overwhelmed and frustrated too. So everyone's like, I've tried this before. There's a million things that can go wrong. And I and it just I get battered around. I get it. You you totally can. Cause there's a lot of levers and dials and switches and the tech changes all the time. And there's new tools It feels like every day. And then you have like Apple and iOS and they'll go, oh my God, now what's going on? Right. It's, it's always changing. So there is that. And let's just, I think one is just call a truth a truth like that. Yeah, it is. It, it totally can be. So how do you deal with that? Knowing that's what the environment is. What do you do? And the way that we we help our students with this is not just, again, this, the idea is not tactical only. It's it, Yes, it's important for you to know how to set up a goal or set up a conversion event or something like that in a platform like Google Analytics. But the tactics don't really matter all that much. It's the strategies you use, right? It's how you bake a cake. It's not the ingredients you necessarily use. It's it's the recipe that matters. So what we do is we, we use these isms. Um, one of them is the concept of one thing. So you take one thing, you practice that, build some skill, come back, rewatch Like You can do it with this podcast. I guarantee you, you listen to this podcast. hear like, oh, that was a one thing thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go practice this one thing I heard about tag manager being a collecting thing. Let me go research that. Then come back, rewatch this podcast. You will pick up another new one thing. Why? Because you're slightly different. You've built your skills a little differently, right? you got a little more muscle. So you're going to hear something differently than you heard it before. So just one thing, that's it. Practice that. Come back, pick up another one new thing. Almost as important is the concept of good enough to get going, which is a permission mechanism. Cause a lot of us, we're used to talking to other marketers or going to the masterminds or reading the Facebook groups or whatever the thing is in the community of our choices. And we see what others are doing and we, we subconsciously if not consciously compare ourselves to them all the time. Well, I should be like, like, I should do like this. I should do like this. And we don't give ourselves permission to be okay with where we are, not complacent, right? We're not saying that we're not saying accept where you are never grow. Just saying, hey, accept where you are and grow from there. So the way that you do it is you have this, what the ism is for this is get good enough to get going, come back and make it better later. So in the beginning, it's like, well, I just have Google Analytics and maybe you've turned it on, but you have not set it up. And if you just, if you're listening to this podcast, you just want to like set up. What does he mean by that? I guarantee you, you haven't set it up because Google's really good at getting people to turn on Google Analytics. They're not so good at teaching them how to set it up, but it requires setup. And so you learn the basics of how to set up that tool. All of a sudden, everything becomes a story. I'll give you just kind of a a rough example is if I gave you a a kid's book, like Goldilocks Locks and Three Bears, and I ask you to read me this kid's book, you probably could read it pretty easily. So you hand me back the book. I take the pages out. I rip those pages into pieces. I stuff them between the covers and I give you back the book. Can you read the book to me? Can you tell me that story? And the answer is yes, you can because I did not change your ability to read. But most people answer that and go, no, I can, I can read that book. I'm like, really? I didn't change your ability to read. You're still a good reader, right? But the pages are ripped up. So all it means is it's going to take you a lot longer to figure out what that story is and a lot longer to read the book because you got to dump them out, figure it out. Some of the pages are going to fall on the floor. Some are going to fill in the couch. You're going to have to make up space, you know, make up things that you can't find the pieces for and try to make up the story along. That's what Google Analytics is by default. That's what measurement is by default. It tends to be people turn on these measurement systems, but they haven't coordinated them or or built a strategy for them. So they get swamped with a bunch of essentially ripped up pieces of paper that are a story. So they believe in their head. They're like, well, I know there's a story here. If only I could figure it out. But it's a bunch of ripped up pieces. So it's going to be really hard to do that. Instead, if you work with the platforms, you learn the tools and you learn the strategies, you can have the platform just give you a kid's book. And say, hey, can you read this? And I'm like, yeah, I can totally read this. I know Facebook is really good at awareness. I know Google Organic is gonna help us get leads. I know my email is what closes sales. I have to see the story. And it's because I've set up Google Analytics to tell me that story because of the way that I've set it up. So that's the important step when you're when you're first getting started, is realize turning something on is not the same as setting it up. And in order to learn that setup, just get good enough to get going, practice one thing at a time. And pretty soon after, you know. 30, 60 days, it will take, don't get me wrong. It's, I'm not going to say it's push button simple. It's not, but it's it's a skill you will have forever. And it just gets better and better and better. You never lose the muscle.
0: So you've been giving these great points of advice here. Um, do you have a framework where you've put these measurement marketing kind of steps in the, into a big overall overarching framework? We do.
1: Yeah. It's something we call it the measurement marketing framework. It's that plan, build and act model. So it's three, three steps. You plan things out. Then you build out the measurement to make sure it's coordinated right. And then you act on it, right? So act on the information that you get. Um, so the the planning is really three key areas. You got to think about the questions you're trying to answer, the information you need to collect in order to get the answers, and then the actions that you're going to take based upon the answers you get. That's all it is when it comes to planning. Questions I'm trying to answer, what information will I need to collect to get the answers? What actions will I take? Kind of like a role play. What actions will I take? based upon the answers I get. So if my author rates less than 25%, I'm gonna go tweak the campaign. If it's more than 35%, I think I'm gonna to try to scale the campaign because maybe it's not hitting enough people. And you, th- and you think about this before you even open up an analytics platform or anything like that. Then when you do your build, you gotta make sure that you tie in your traffic, which is the who, what, and why, like where am I getting traffic from and why is it coming to my site? What purpose is it coming there for? You tie it into results, right? Think about the different types of results you're trying to get, not just the the main things you're trying to sell, but maybe key pages that need to be seen, like the authority, credibility, stuff we talked about before. Maybe your your about page should be a, a conversion point. And then you think about the story. How do you stitch those two things together so they naturally tell a story? And that's where some of the technical skill will come in of learning how to use these tools. And then you act on the stuff that you've built. So now you read your reports, which essentially should be as easy to read as a storybook at this point. Uh, Again, you had learned just a few couple things of how to look at it. It's a few tweaks of how to look at it, but it's not hard to learn it. And then you know your benchmarks. Now you know kind of how the market reacts with your site, how your marketing works. Now, when you know how your marketing works, you can then start to forecast. So instead of looking in the rearview mirror all the time saying, what happened last week? You start looking and saying, here's what's going to happen to the $1,000. I'm going to give Facebook next week right? Of how many people it's going to send me and what they're going to do through this funnel. And then you measure against your forecasts. And that's what will tell you where to optimize, where specifically to focus so that you can use that expectation engine concept that we talked about. And that's the whole measure marketing framework. You plan, you the questions, what we call Kia, questions, information, and action. You build where you identify the traffic, the results you're trying to get, and you stitch it together in a story. And then you Do the act where you read your reports, you then forecast your near future based on the benchmarks, and then you optimize because you're going to measure against where your forecasts are. And that's as as simple as it gets. And it's just a series of steps that's rinse and repeat. You do it again and again and again, because every time that you walk through it, you will get better. And that's the concept is every time it's like working at a gym, you're going to build muscle every time you go through that framework. And that's exactly how it's built to be used. So I wouldn't use this framework. I wouldn't ask the same type of questions that you might ask, but that's because my skills are different. I'm further down the journey than you are but you will eventually be asking the same types of questions I will because you'll have the same sort of measurement skill. That's the concept.
0: Are there any other stories or examples of companies that have done this well or, or maybe that didn't do it well? If you don't give any names, if you use those examples.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the, the ones that I see that um, don't do it well are the ones that think by default uh, a measurement's a project. So if they, if they come, if they, if they say, okay, well, like we just want a dashboard. And then it's, they think it's like a one and done, like, oh, I just need somebody to set up my Google Analytics goals. Occasionally, we'll have somebody that comes to us for that. I just want my goals set up. That's not how it works. Like, that's Measurement's not a project. It is a department. It's an ongoing process. It is a, it's like you coming to me saying, I want to listen to my customers, but only for the first five minutes, and then I'm done. And I'm going to take everything and build my entire company off those five minutes I listened. Like, that might work for a little while, but then it's very quickly going to go crazy. Because you just stop listening to your customers, you never want to do that. Measurement's how we listen. So the ones that I've seen go poorly is because they held on to that old concept, where you know, again, it's I get it because that's what everybody was sort of taught when they grew up. Times have changed, and, and it's and it's possible now to listen to our users and to ask them what to do next, and they want to tell us. Um, so that's those are the ones that I see don't work out well because and they end up and the reason they end up doing that, the way you can tell they're doing that is they get dashboards, they come to us saying, "Well, I get these dashboards all the time, but I have no idea what to do with them." And then you have the other person saying, they keep asking me for these dashboards, but they never use them. And that's what's happening. It's, it's that same concept where like I look at a bunch of numbers and none of it means anything to me. I'm like, well, okay, well, because there was no plan. There it certainly wasn't built properly to tell a story and nobody knows how to use it. Like that makes perfect sense. Of course, you're going to end up there. So that's what I see really go awry. Uh, But again, it's changing because most people are sort of waking up to the fact of what's possible now uh, in this world. And they're starting to give measurement a little bit more love in their organization. Doesn't have to be a data scientist or a data analyst, just somebody who understands that numbers are just behaviors and somebody who can look at that and see the behaviors on the site and then work with the marketers and the creative team to influence those behaviors and keep them going in the right direction.
0: Numbers are just people too, right? It's exactly right. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yep. I'll put that on the back of a t-shirt. It's exactly right. Thank you so much, Chris, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. To learn more about or connect with Chris, you can connect with him on LinkedIn or visit his website, measurementmarketing.io. And there's links to each of those sites in the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. You can also get my free ebook about passion marketing and learn how you can become a priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in your measurement marketing. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.